You may have looked at the title of this podcast and knew exactly what I was referring to. It's simply this. We get too distracted from what we need to focus on. I'm not talking about how technology has done this to us. It's easy to think that's the reason. But we are in charge all the time. Nobody stitched a smartphone to our hands. We have spent time and money to get the device we wanted. And we've had computers in our lives for over three decades. It's not them. It's us. Tech has allowed us to see much more of the world and get a lot more information rapidly. It's how we handle that information that's making us swerve all over the place, causing confusion with our business and marketing. And then it goes on to really confuse the people around us, most of all your audience of followers and potential clients and customers. This isn't about distracted driving. It's about driving business better, safer, and faster. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and this is episode 21, Stay in Your Lane and Go Faster. I could write songs about how people have sidelined themselves and their business by not staying in their lane. Everyone has a different reason for doing it. Even though it's part of human nature, it's not always the best choice. Some people can't sit still long enough to appreciate the surroundings. Something must change, or they'll go crazy. Others sense things are stagnating around them. They feel decay, and so they will try to stop it. Before anyone's looked at any of their screens, their patience has worn thin, and they are already veering towards another lane. Then they seek information, for which there is no shortage of and also no quality control. They look at what everyone else is doing. They seek what might be new, and they are determined that this search will be productive, that they will find the next right thing to do. They gravitate towards a shiny new thing, and once they are in orbit, popular opinion sways their decision and their trajectory. Some will stick the landing, but most will burn up in the atmosphere or crash badly. They might have enough time, energy, and money to continue their journey, maybe another launch. And this can keep repeating itself until success occurs or failure completely wipes them out. All this can happen when you don't stay in your lane. I don't want you to think that staying your lane is being stuck. It's not the same thing. It's about knowing the terrain, direction, and route. Those are important things to know. It also keeps things simple. I just shared the dark side of changing lanes because I think it's one of the worst things people do when they are trying to grow a small business. You might call it a pivot or a rebranding. There's a lot of different types of lane changes. But while most people are doing all this swerving and lane changing, they are getting lapped by the competition who stay in their lane and can hold the gas pedal down to the floor for what seems forever. You can't catch them, and should they ever change lanes, they have the resources to do it. It won't happen often, and if it does, it'll be for a good reason, to run you off the road. I know I'm pushing something that just feels counterintuitive to people, so I'll try to package it another way. I've been in marketing and sales for many years, and I've worked with a lot of people, so when I see them indicating a lane change, I ask them these important questions. Do you know why you want to change your focus, niche, or strategy? What is the proof in all your data that this must happen? And have you missed something or tried everything? And you know what? Most of the time, those answers don't justify what happens next. Most of them can't put their finger on the why they want to make changes. But I can assume from some, it's fear and lack of patience, maybe a little FOMO. The correct data is almost non-existent. And the correct data is when you correlate it to an action. It's a cause and effect thing. Nobody wants to admit they didn't take action. They want to believe that they did everything they could. They are certain they left no stone unturned. Whatever helps them sleep at night. You know what? 
I think people find it easier to explain that they are trying something new than to explain how they are struggling to make it work. Most people give up on things long before they fail. This is a fine example of quitting before failure gets assigned to anything they do. Oh yeah, that's all part of the fail-fast, fail-often society without even failing. Nothing can be learned from having a reflex that makes you jump ship before you see land, citing fear of running aground. I met some really successful people and had some success myself. I can tell you, they don't care about what you're doing unless it affects them directly. They are solely focused on moving their own obstacles out of the way and getting their own project to fly before the runway ends. They have their heads down and they are doing the work, while others are avoiding it by searching for something else. They don't care what you're doing. They don't care about fame or fortune. That's a waste of time. They know they have to focus on the cause to get the effect. Fame and fortune are a result of hard work. There's no time to take inventory on something that has not yet arrived. It will happen if they make it work. That's their lane. They don't notice anything else because they aren't sharing their tension with it. So why are you? Watch anyone at the top of their game and you'll be impressed. In the moment that they are making the game-winning point, breaking a record, or becoming a legend, you are in awe. You are motivated by the results of their hard work. It's just you might not be motivated if you had to be around for all of the hard work they put in. If you saw their journey from the beginning, you might not be up for the task. And that's the difference. Long before they made it, they didn't have it all. They were building it one brick at a time. While the rest of society wants instant anything, for instant fame and gratification, they think there's a shortcut. Most of society doesn't want the labor pains. They just want the baby. Social media made people believe in a shortcut. As soon as a viral video became a thing, there were a lot of one-hit wonders. But even now, that game has changed. You might grab some attention from something, but can you keep it long enough to build something? Most people can't. It still takes a lot of work, and you still need to stay in your lane and go fast. I'm sure most of the people who are struggling to grow their business didn't see it coming. They were truly excited about following their passion and making a business out of it. And because it wasn't a cinch, they practically gave up. That defies logic. If you're passionate about something, 100% passionate about something, you will relentlessly pursue it. Certainly more than something you barely care or know about. And yet people make that change. They change lanes and end up in the ditch. The thing you are passionate about is something you obsess about. You can study it, read about it, listen or talk about it, and you yourself can talk about it all day long. No break needed. That's real passion, and combining that with free will can create an opportunity for you to create a successful venture. I met a real-world champion in person. She was a four-time Ironman champion. The first time she won the Ironman World Championship was the first time she entered it. She didn't show up expecting to win. She showed up prepared to try, to do everything possible to make it happen. And she was no walk-on. I watched that race. She wasn't the strongest swimmer. But when she got to the bike segment, she passed people like they were standing still, setting a pace that diminished the confidence in her competition, creating a lead big enough for the running portion of the race, making it impossible for anyone to catch up. For that eight-and-a-half-hour race, she shocked the world. But it wouldn't have been a shock when you consider the thousands of miles she trained cycling mountains in Asia in previous years and all the training she had to do for swimming in order to have a shot at the title because she wasn't a swimmer and then the marathon she needed to train for, and that's after a 112-mile bike ride. If we had to watch what she did to get there, we might not have been able to endure it. It's no surprise. 
She was in her lane and kept trying to get faster and faster. Her competition had more experience, but they didn't have her experience, nor did they train the same. She wasn't compelled to try and emulate other people's training. She built her success her own way. And the three races that followed, she won those too, by a larger margin, and she kept getting better. In business, you can look at all the successful people, and you need to not only understand the grind they put themselves through, but the fact that they remained focused and stayed in their lane until they made it work. For every Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Jeff Bezos, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are very successful, you hear very little about. And then millions that have had modest success that you don't even know. And then the billions that don't even exist on your radar. A lot of us are in the last two groupings because our habits kept us there. Glamorizing entrepreneurship didn't make better entrepreneurs. It just added a lot of people who are playing the game of entrepreneur. Society is too busy gauging how things look and that people pretend to look like something they aren't instead of getting to work. I remember this one time I went to an Italian restaurant to visit a friend who was the owner. The two, be- the two tables next to me both had people seated. On the one table, there was a gentleman who was very dressed up, talking to a couple, and he talked really loud. They wanted people to notice their conversation. The other table was almost whispering, and they were dressed like they were on lunch break from a construction site. My friend pointed out that his cousin comes in and hosts potential clients for investments. I don't think he really had to tell me which table it was. I figured it out. What a spectacle. And at the end, he did not succeed that day. The other table, I was told, were the owners of some of the biggest home builders and land developers in our region, who were probably discussing how they would divide up the world. The net worth of those men was bigger than the net worth of the investment firm the owner's cousin worked for. They were having a working lunch, probably overseeing construction sites that day, too. They were in their lane. The other guy, he was too busy putting on a show that he failed to do the work needed to get a new client. There's a lot of reasons to stay in your lane. The most important one is probably succeeding. I know that kind of sounds strange, but the really strange part is when people give up or at the very least pivot or make changes just before they're about to succeed. There have been a lot of experts that looked at entrepreneurs and their businesses and noticed that most of them had some early success, but then they started to falter. Business slowed down. And what they noticed was, The ones that reacted negatively to it and slowed down with the trend usually failed. And the ones that succeeded, they remained positive and got even more motivated. This is important to keep in mind. It's also discussed in a book called Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore. The book pointed out the challenges in getting your product or service recognized by the mainstream. And it's during that challenge when most people give up out of frustration. They are frustrated that they aren't picking up speed or getting any inertia. It makes sense, because when people start a business, they are excited and motivated, and there's a bit of a rush at the beginning. When things don't grow as fast as they were, people tend to think things are slowing down much more than they actually are, and they are basing it off a very small sample size of time. Not everyone has seen that person's product or service, nor has everyone seen their content, ads, and social media, so they are basing it on a very small amount of data. There are some people who have succeeded by changing lanes, but they are the few. So the whole idea doesn't have good odds in your favor. And there's a lot of proof, and there's a lot of proof that being realistic about the data and consistently driving forward creates more success. The task of giving up is really easy. The cost of it will be more than you expect. Because you just might be giving up on something that could have worked, and you were the only obstacle. 
My choice is to stay in my lane and go faster. I hope you do too. Making it all work. Here are some practical tips to help you stay in your lane. Number one, stop searching for something new when things slow down a little. Instead, look back at what worked already and do it again, maybe even bigger. Strategies do continue to work if done properly under the right conditions. Number two, focus on what you do best and be mindful of your competition. If they are shifting their strategies, you don't need to shift yours too. The only time it's relevant is if what they are doing impacts you directly and quickly. Number three, try going a little further. Don't make the mistake of giving up just before you're supposed to succeed. We might feel our business is going to succeed. You might visualize it, but we can't actually see it. When success arrives, you have to be there to receive it. You might not know exactly when, but as long as you're doing all you can to make it work, you're creating the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the 21st episode of the It All Works podcast called Stay in Your Lane and Go Faster. There were things within this episode that I personally experienced, and in my years of working with others, I've seen a lot happen. I think it's important to talk about it because the small business world seems to move fast. People are trying to make it work. I don't want you to make the decisions too hastily that might prevent your ideas from succeeding. Just give it a little more time and focus. Give it its best chance and hopefully you'll reap the rewards. If you have any questions about this episode, you can email me from the It All Works website, from the homepage or from a specific episode page. I like hearing from my listeners. And remember to subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episode automatically download. So when you're looking for something to listen to, it'll be right there waiting. Thanks for sharing your time with me. Until next week, take care.